baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Three, four. <laughs> I'm silly today. What can I say? Oh, good. Silly is good. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex Tags Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside my two co-hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hey. And my other co-host, Steve Carpenter. How are you? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Good, good. Welcome. It has been a big weekend last weekend. There were so many Pride celebrations. Mm -hmm. L.A. did their Pride. Mm -hmm. I heard some great things. The Gay and Lesbian Center were the Grand Marshals of it. We have a friend in L.A. Awesome, awesome. He's telling me all about it. And they have a huge new center, mega center in Los Angeles that I can't wait to do a tour Do they have a float, too? Uh, Does the... Center have a float in the parade, or they had a. I know they marched. I don't know if they had a float. Do they host like a party there, or they? Well, at the cent, the new center is going to be a campus, and oh, it okay. has everything in there. Oh, cool! But they marched yesterday, and it was a huge deal for them, particularly because of this brand new. Uh, campus that they have, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Pride awesome. in D.C. had their uh, yes, they did. March and, and a little scare, a little bit of a scare. Gunshots were heard, and well, apparently there weren't really any gunshots from what I heard, but some straight couple was there, and one of them had a BB gun or something. I don't know. I don't know all the details. There's a little confusion about it, but it did yeah. cause so much chaos. I was reading a New York well, Times anything article. Anything with a gun now causes chaos, and rightfully so. Yeah. You know, have... come on, Congress, step it up. Do something. It did shut the parade down earlier than anticipated, and that's, that's sad. That's In the wake of a lot of... You know, World Pride's happening, obviously. We keep talking about that. There's so much. I know. That makes me a little nervous for ours. I mean, ours is going to be, like, by far well, the I biggest. Think we should you know be what? nervous. Don't ever be afraid. The minute you're afraid, yeah. that's when people get you. Yeah, that's that true. That means they've got you. They have terrorized you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so a lot of burning. Get out of- there. Be proud. Do mm-hmm. your thing. And you're going to be fine. We're there's, all going to be fine. There's a lot of burning of flags. I don't know if you guys have read that. Oh, I that. saw that. Yeah. yeah. In front of major bars. And yeah. obviously there was a story in the UK about two lesbians the other day that came out that were beaten by homophobia. Oh, right. Because they wouldn't kiss in public for the, for, the, for the thugs. They wanted them to kiss. And they said no. Right. So they they the like mocking them. them. Yeah. Yeah. But those two lesbians, one of the two, took to Facebook and wrote a whole... Uh, kind of piece on it right. on we're not afraid but she really wanted the rest of the world to know see this is why we have pride parades mm-hmm. because even in 2019 this we still take it happens. for granted yeah. and obviously in the current environment there's a lot of hate crimes happening yeah. I read about another uh, incident in I think I forget the city that had Detroit. You're um, where you're from, mm-hmm. essentially, Carpenter. Long time ago, there was a whole incident of white supremacists uh, burning flags in front of Ugh. Jewish flags in front of the parade. Great, and oh, many of the gays were pushing back on it. But this was on Saturday. 
this is real shit happening right now, yeah. you guys. Find something well, better to do, like a hobby. What the fuck? Exactly. Well, and then on top of that, apparently the State Department had issued um, a memo, and this is reported. I don't know how true it is, but mm-hmm. reportedly they had issued a memo to all the embassies saying not to fly the gay flag during Gay Pride, gay pride Month. And several of the embassies are, ba- are basically just doing it anyway, which I love. Mm-hmm. They're being defiant. That's but, good. You know, this that's, isn't the time to that's, be that's afraid our, and... No, that's our administration, and they're being homophobic, as we had expected. And, you know, this is the time for people to continue to stand up and right. say, I am who I am. That's true. And fuck you. And, and you it's know. a few days out of the whole fucking year that you exactly. just have to deal with seeing that flow, flight... Flag flying high. Yeah, say like, that again. Flag flying <laughs> high. <laughs> That's a big mouthful. I know. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. And but you know we're going to do our part, and we're not you know stepping down. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to announce uh, World Pride here in New York City. We are doing our live broadcast Wednesday, June twenty sixth, from eight to eight forty five Eastern Daylight Time. Tune in on our Facebook page. Give us your questions. We're really going to be celebrating Stonewall. We've got a lot, great guest lineup coming on board. If you happen to be in New York City and you want to join the fun, you can email me and RSVP, Steve, at talkaboutgaysex.com, and I'll give you all the info. We'd love to meet you. Uh, we also have a pride mix that we came up with. The three of us chose four tracks, favorite tracks that either elicited pride or told a little bit about us on our music taste. Yeah. Uh, we, I love all of our picks, guys. Mm-hmm. Really fun music. Yeah, it was fun to guys put all, it together. And we yeah, all picked I, still, fun I haven't stuff. had a chance to, to hear it yet, but I will. It's on our mix cloud. You can go to our website, tagspodcast.com, and check out the blog. You'll see the post and listen to it. It, it makes for fun music. We had a, a lot of fun mixing it yeah, together, totally. right, Jeremy? Uh, over the weekend, just to shout out to some of the... Th- I had a great weekend here in the city. Jeremy and I saw a film that's in the Frameline San Francisco Film Festival that we got mm-hmm. a, a screener to. It's called Benjamin, and it's a British film. And it was an interesting love story. It was a cute love yeah. story about an awkward gay guy who is a filmmaker, and he's... His movie's about him being awkward, but in reality, he's really awkward, too. Mm-hmm. Cringing awkward. Yeah. And he keeps... Yeah, and he, he's, like, running away from uh, what he what, who he has interest in, and then also just, like, questioning all of it. I mean, questioning the sexuality, acting it out, and then questioning himself, and it's just, like, in a bunch of different directions. But and it's well like, done, and it it's, is, it's very... It's it cute. Yeah, kind of like a self-discovery, then. Yeah. Yes, yes. Awesome. Definitely. So San Francisco, if you're joining the Frameline Film Festival, look out for Benjamin. We really liked it. I saw the play Hillary and Clinton with Lori Metcalf and John Lithgow. Lori was nominated for a Tony. She didn't win over the weekend, but it's... I'm not talking about the Tonys. <laughs> well, let me just talk about this. If you get a chance, I know a lot of people coming into New York City, it goes through July. It's about Hillary when she... Uh, the 2008 election when she was against Barack Obama and uh, John Lithgow plays uh, quite well Bill Clinton with all his awkwardness. That would be good. It's so good. It's only, it's under 90 minutes. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. So good. I can't recommend it enough. You will love it. And who doesn't love Laurie Metcalf? Um, I also went to a book signing of a friend of mine who used to work at G Lounge, people that know G Lounge here, his name is Achilles Yadel, and he wrote a book called Raised by the Bar. It's a great coming out story of the 90s in Miami and also questioning his sexuality. He was in the frat fraternity system, and, or, you know, he was a frat boy. And he, so you kind of relive that. Well, I knew the Miami in the 90s, so it was mm-hmm. fun reliving yeah. all that. And then he cool. makes his way here to New York City as a coat check person at G Lounge and ultimately a bartender. And along the way, there's a lot of stories. We, I'm reading it, and it's a page turner. We're going to have him on the show. Oh, cool. I went on a date with him at one point, and I'm just cringing. To, I'm sure. I'm, 
I'm not in the book at all. I know I'm not, but I want to read it after you. It's really good. You, just, you may not recognize yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think names are changed. It's called Raised <laughs> I by would the hope Bar. So. You can get it on an Amazon. It's a great, fun read, and we'll have him on the show soon. But one of the things before you tell us why you didn't like the Tonys uh, that I'm really excited is last year the boys in the band was. A revival play, and I saw it three times. This bitch saw it a hundred oh times. Gosh. Bought everything from the gift shop. <laughs> so, it was so good. It was a great revival. I bought the book on it. It's one best revival play. I was so happy, which and is uh, highly unusual because it's not still running. You know, and the Tonys. I mean, as as much as they are an honored, you know, an honored um, award. The Tonys generally do not give out awards to shows that are not running. Because, For a short run like that. Right. And, or that are not running anymore because the Tonys promote the show. So, you know, people will go see it, you know. They can make or break, keep it lasting. Exactly. It can keep it going. So, you know, the, the voters tend to not vote for things that aren't currently running. So, so when they win a Tony, how much do they extend it in that case? It, it depends. It depends oh. on the show. It depends on how many people... Well, I mean, the, the fact that you have the bragging rights and say, you know, okay. Tony Award winner. Yeah. I mean, you, you can have the bragging, bragging rights just with a Tony Award nomination, you know. Um, the difference with this, though, it was a revival play. It yes. had a cast that culminated all these great actors. I won't even begin to list them all, but there are some of our... Zachary Quinto is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. And they could only get together during a period of time last summer. Right. But it was such a critical... And they were all at the show last night, too. They were sitting in a great. row, and they yeah. looked great. It was such a pivotal... We talked about it before. The story, and when it came out in 1970-71, was ahead of its time, and no one had seen anything like that on Broadway. Gays interacting with each other, mm-hmm. not always in a flattering light. No, mm-hmm. but realistic. And then it made a, a film out of it. And unfortunately, we talked about it on the show, many yeah. of those actors didn't fare so well afterwards. You can imagine 1970, 71. Right. Such out acting on a film, those actors didn't go on to make a lot of more projects because mm-hmm. they were, of course, labeled as gay, and that was a demonizing mm-hmm. thing to be. So I think it was such an important piece to be retold. There's so many revivals out there that right. it's like, oh, okay, did we really need that? This one, I think, was so important for our history mm-hmm. on I agree. many levels. And the good news is, for people that didn't see it, they're making the film version for Netflix. Ryan Murphy is producing it awesome. for 2020. So it lives on. That's cool. great. Is it yes. going to be the same cast, you know? Yes, they're all signed up for it. Great. So that what didn't you like about the Tonys? Okay, so (laughs) oh, here we um, go. No, I'll make it quick. My my best friend John Glines, who passed away last August, was a Broadway producer. He produced Torch Song Trilogy on Broadway, the first gay play ever to be on Broadway. Um, and that was one of his goals, was to say a gay play is a viable piece. He was also nominated for As Is on Broadway, which was a story, you know, they were basically going in Times Square telling the story of the AIDS crisis, and, you know, um, and it was a great show. It, it, uh, he was nominated for a Tony for that. He was a Tony voter for many, many years. I mean, I went with him to many shows, some extremely good and some extremely bad. But Torch Song continues to live on Broadway, just had a revival last year. They just had a revival, yeah, so it came back. It was so off-Broadway. It's all Broadway. relevant. It's all relevant. And, you know, this, this was the first, the first show where people could be gay actors, you know, and he mm-hmm. also ran the Glines Theater, which was, you know, during the AIDS crisis, it was, you know, um, entertaining the troops at wartime, basically doing light comedies during the AIDS crisis. And, you working with the theater, and I worked with him for twenty-five years. Important works. They snubbed him in the in memoriam. They didn't mention him at all, and I just I think it's rude. Well, John so, Glein, we are acknowledging you here at Tags Podcast, mm-hmm. and all for all your great work. And if you uh, want to. Maybe we could put together something and we can put it on the site for people to read about, which yeah. might be nice. So. There was a really good obituary for him in Let's the New York Times. Up. So 
I'll yeah. remember to do that. Uh, thank you for that. A film that I talked about that opens Lavender Scare, which I want everyone to watch, will have its PBS premiere nationwide on June 18th. It's fabulous. Oh, good. I'm glad you saw it and it's liked it. fabulous. It, wow, what a great telling of our history yeah. in a really interesting good. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, things I wasn't even aware of. Uh, June 18th, you can watch it. Uh, throughout June on digital channels as well. Check your local listings, but you go to pbs.org, and I highly recommend that if you're looking for something to be prideful of. Um, but here's an interesting story that I think we can all be excited about, or at least I was. Sex work um, may be legal in New York under a new bill that was introduced today. Wow. Yeah, New York. Okay. Jeremy, uh, you can start a new career. Ew, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I what? might join you there. Well, I can start a new career and I might have enough enough quarters to do the laundry after. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> the bill was written with the advocacy group Decrim NY. Decriminalizes what it's uh, NY. It would make it legal to both buy and sell sex under certain circumstances and modifies laws around facilities that are used as places of prostitution. Um, They go on to say, for us, this is a bodily autonomy issue. Our bodies, our choice, but more than that, it's an economic issue. Uh, They want to be able to tax it. Oh, God. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe. Um, But somebody wrote on on Twitter... Uh, it reminds us that once upon a time, sex outside of a marriage was criminalized, mm-hmm. and not long ago... Was mar- it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And not long before that, marriage between two people of the same gender was criminalized. Well, mm-hmm. then I knew. Decriminalizing of sex workers is next. Mm-hmm. L- LGBT youth who often run away from home seeking acceptance trade sex at seven to eight times the rate of other youth in New York City... Um, I believe that. Yeah, so, but they also but they they trade sex for like a place to sleep or a meal or things like that because mm-hmm. you know they've been rejected by their family or you know or they wanted to get out of one of the square states where they're persecuted just because of who they are you know and they come and a to lot a, of times it's to get a job too yeah sure mm-hmm. and not all of yeah. them are they, going to L A where the center's so huge and welcoming. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we do have a center here. We do, yeah. And there, and there are youth organizations, you know, mm-hmm. gay youth organizations in New York, but, you know, everything's, you know, humongously full. Currently, you know, so. Nevada, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, is uh, the only U.S. state where prostitution is legal in some counties. But I thought uh, we could talk a little bit about it because we all know the story about when Rent Boy went down right. due to other reasons mm-hmm. because right. of the owners were embezzling money, I believe. I, whole, I don't remember, but we won't get into all yeah. that. Rent Men is a current one that took its place, and I don't know. What do you guys think about the legalization of it? I mean, if this goes through, isn't this you great know, for New York? And has prostitution the oldest the, the oldest the oldest profession in the world? Yes. <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, I don't care what people do. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You know. As as long as they're as long as they're not hurting each other, mm-hmm. you know, and and even then it's not my business. But you know, I think we are more sex positive these days. Exactly, we're sex yeah. positive, and some people enjoy paying for sex because you can get what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to worry about the you know the constant calling of why aren't you calling me? You know, <laughs> it can be a one night thing, it can mm-hmm. be a multi night thing, whatever. It can be whatever you want. I agree. I was you know? watching this docu-series late night on, I forget what network, and they were profiling different people that are, use sex in different ways. Mm-hmm. And one of them was this girl who, it's a fetish where her clients pay her money for her for them, for her to humiliate them. Like, they want to be humiliated. Yeah. But I've, that's not even, okay, but that's not even the thing. But I forget it, it's got a name, but essentially they pay her money. That's, it's a whole thing like cash cowing them. Essentially, okay, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So right. it turns them on by paying out. Yes. yes. So and she'll put on her. She has an app, and she's constantly checking. She might say she want wants these pair of shoes, and she'll get these guys mm-hmm. who will pay for them for her. And give me another ten ching. bucks, you worthless piece of shit. Yes. It's and, and I wish I forgot the I name it. of it. I had it written somewhere, but it's a whole fetish. And I can do that. Job. She's doing. You do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And everybody knows what's going on within their consensual yeah. thing. And the it, men that are 
are paying money mm-hmm. or know what they're getting into. There's a bunch of... I've seen gay guys who have OnlyFans pages where they also... You know, foot fetish doms where right. they talk to you in that sort of dominating way. Like you're a dirty slut. And then they'll. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and they'll direct you to their Amazon wish list page. Yeah. And they get whatever it is they want, whether it be shoes, whether it be. I mean. Awesome. And hey, but, you know, but everyone knows what they're getting. Yes. You know, um, Quentin Crisp always used to say the real whores. Who's Quentin Crisp? Quentin Crisp was a. Um, um, quite quite a character. He was an actor. Um, he, he when he came to New York, he um, he also wrote for. He was a writer. He wrote for the um, um, the Village Voice. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, always a character. I know the name. He had the blue. He had you know a blue rinse in his hair and always wore a hat and you know very effeminate, uh, but very outspoken, very gay, um, and it was just a wonderful person. He told stories like nobody. Uh, but anyway, he always used to say that the real whores are the ones, you know, who entice you to buy drinks for them and then to give you nothing back. You know, exactly. He says, yeah. he says those are the real whores. Is the horse the horse that you pay, you get something from. So that's a transaction, and that's fine because they both get something out of I it. I like that. You know, consensual. Exactly what you're saying in the book I'm reading, raised yeah. by the bar. He tells about a story of another guy who was also. Um, he by mistake had a uh, had a escort come over anyway, so he was going to pay him. And the guy was all about, "I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this." To the point where the, the one in the story says, "Well, forget it. Let me just pay you the money." And he's yeah. like, "Well, I'll still do something, but it's like so many no, restrictions. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, do it." Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. I think it'll be great, and it'll take away a lot of the stigma. It will. It, it should take the shame out of it because it's not. I don't think it's shameful. You also can I get mean, what you want when yeah. you pay. You know, you get what you want when you want it. Exactly. And if that's you can how people it, which also, I can't. But that's, that's <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's another story. That's how people build their client book too. So I'm sure that there's plenty of people that oh, yeah. have repeat. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, it's the the people I know who work in the industry and you know do that kind of thing. They they have regulars. Mm-hmm. They have regulars, and they're you know. I have one that I know makes a lot doing it. Do, yeah. Does he do and well? He, and he's told me like it. It like we were talking about. It's different with every single one. So some yeah. are just like, oh, I'm. I don't have a lot of friends, and just come to dinner with me, and I'll yeah. pay you and pay for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then another one will be like, tie me up and s- slap the shit out of me, and mm-hmm. then like. Just like little things like that, not Others just want to like, cuddle or yeah. you know smell your hair or whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's all consensual. I exactly, think you, get, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Unlike this next story, which came out, uh, Tina Moore wrote this story uh, from the New York Post. Uh, it's called "Ball Ball Gagged Man Says He Couldn't Call for Help as Grinder Hookup Robbed Him." So it's a Greenwich Village man in your neighborhood, oh. Carpenter. He, uh, um, a Greenwich Village man was allegedly robbed by a date he met on Grinder, wow. but told cops he couldn't scream for help because he had a jockstrap and ball gag in his mouth. Sorry, it's not funny. Um, police said <laughs> police responded to a call at a home invasion robbery around 3 a.m. Saturday at the 26-year-old victim's apartment on Greenwich Street. The man told police he had met his date in a section of the app called Black Men Love Fisting. The sources said he said the two men had consensual intercourse that included latex bottles, rubber gloves, a leash, and a sex swing. But they got into an argument over a the sling. But listen to this part. But they got into an argument over the small size of the perpetrator's package, okay, leading him to choke the victim and demand cash. The victim told cops he thought it was part of of the fantasy until his date allegedly dragged him into a closet and took $3,000. Wow, right? And where the fuck do you keep $3,000? Why do you keep $3,000 in your apartment? I so guess. I kind of brought this up because of, you know, we definitely never want to blame victims of any way, shape, or form. No, 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 no. Hell no. But it's sort of maybe a warning because I don't do a lot of the apps I've said before on the show. We've certainly said be careful. Yeah. Um, but Always you, be Carpenter, careful. you and I have talked about, you know, fisting and, and the trust that goes into all that. Right. I think for something like this, if it's just somebody you meet 
on an app, if you're going to go into those kinds of sexual practices yeah. that are intense, like fisting, which takes right. so much time, and then on who you don't know the person, and on top of that, then you get yourself into an argument, yeah. and on top of that, you have $3,000 just floating around. I know. Uh, I mean, it's I scary, think, and I think it's also yeah. scary because you're really put in a vulnerable situation. I mean, I think... Even literally, bo- even <laughs> I know. I think I think even bondage and like being tied up, you really should uh, at least have coffee with the person before this yeah, time. I, well, I mean, but, you it's know, not it, sexy, it, it, but it's like keeping okay, you a this, little bit safer. This with was trust. three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. Okay, so this is not something that yeah. you know. Th- this is something he was out, probably had a few drinks, and said, mm-hmm. "Oh, this guy's hot. Come on over." Yeah, you know. But what I've said many times is, if you're going to do anything with bondage. With, or, you know, bondage, ball gags, anything of that sort where you're going to be incapacitated, do not do it at your apartment. Yeah. Do it at their apartment because they're not going to leave you there mm-hmm. in, their, in their apartment. That's true. That's true. You know? um, Wait, they, so yeah. whose apartment was this at again? The one that... It was at his apartment. The victim. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he also got robbed. Oh, and then the guy right. left. Remember the 3,000? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, wasn't so, floating around the other one's no. apartment. <laughs> no. Yeah, cautionary tale though. When you guys hook up, you yeah. know, it's, and we talk so much with people like Master Joshua on the show, who gives us such good insight. You can see, hear some of those shows about maybe the ways to go into BDSM play mm-hmm. with a trust. It's a big deal, and you it's, don't want to find yourself literally handcuffed, ball gagged, yeah. you know, in a closet, right. and think you're having fun, and then I know it's, you're being robbed. So. It's right. sad yeah. that he also like went through it thinking that, oh, maybe this is part of the skit, but then it wasn't. I mean, that that part. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It sucks too, big it's, time. Yeah. And it's it all puts fun in games until it's yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Ugh, yeah so, sure. so be careful, guys. That's all we're saying. Just you know, be careful. You know, be uh, be relatively conscious of who you're playing with, and if you get a bad vibe, listen to it. Exactly. Um, in talks, we keep talking about prep, and we keep getting a lot of people writing into us. We were talking recently mm-hmm. about Lincoln, who was on the show, that said that everybody should be on prep. And we mm-hmm. had some people writing in that we were addressing mm-hmm. last week about you guys never addressed the the side effects of it. And the person that wrote into us had a history of kidney failure. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's a side effect. Somebody just wrote in the other day and said they listened to our uh, podcast. I am pushing 50 I just got out of a long-term relationship. Both of us are HIV negative. My provider is pushing prep like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> I think I heard correctly that Jeremy is on it. Yes, he is, and you are not. No, but I had a long conversation with a friend over the weekend that, and I think my provider uh, provides it, my insurance, and I'm really considering it. All, um, all my friends my age are HIV positive. I seem to be the only one in my group of friends who is, isn't. Any more insight of why not to start it? I hear it affects the kidneys and bone density. Thoughts? Um, 
I would say, I mean, go with your gut. I would also say do research. Like I, before I decided to go on it, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I've said before, I've been a part of a study for a long time. They brought it up to me, and the first thing I said was, no, I would never do it. And they brought it up years ago when I had first started the study because mm-hmm. they knew that it was coming. Right. And when I the thought of it is a, definitely a little bit scary, and also to somebody that takes no pills ever right. and doesn't take any supplements and nothing to have daily, it you have to switch up your routine, and you also it's something that you have to think about, and it's yeah. different. But also, once I did more research about it, I realized that while I am single and my sexual activity is heightened, mm-hmm. why not? Exactly. And, and that's what I thought for myself. But then also I'm not recommending that I believe, because I don't believe that it's for every single no, this person. Is what, it was right for you. I would say you do in, it because it's right for, for advice, you. I would say do what's best for you, but also research like every situation and then, then decide for yourself. Right. Well, and your doctor is going to be able to tell you if and also, when they look at your history, if you have a kidney, liver, mm-hmm. family, right, and they do test lineage. that during during yes, the time period of when you're on it, it's so always that's tested. Already, you're you're going to go every three months. Yes, right. if you're on it, you're going to go every three months, and they're going to do blood work. And part of what they're going to check is you know your kidneys, and, organs, you know any anything having to do with you know they'll do a complete blood count, all mm-hmm. of that. They just want to make sure you're not being affected. On that note, we had a Mark Williams, thank you, he wrote in to us, and he recommended a New York Times podcast with a Dr. Gant. Dr. Gant is uh, one of the leading creators of PrEP, who worked with Truvada and found uh, from San Francisco University, and I listened to it today, and it's really educational. The thing he was really talking about um, and what the podcast was really going towards is with there's 270,000 people currently on Truvada, he thinks that there should be at least be a million people on it. And the question is yeah. why? Because it could save so many people's lives. And the honest, he worked with the original Gilead, which was the pharmaceutical company that uh, worked with them to give. They, they manufacture true value. Manufacture right. it. And honestly, it has to do with money. All of it is that it's not readily available to everybody because people can't afford it's it. It's not, and it's no. very expensive, and too, which is terrible. And I wish that it wasn't. And I wish yeah. that there was a... I hope that which maybe in the, the government future, would help kick in. And, yeah, you know, I hope in the future that things, that yes. will change because I do think that it is a great thing. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, if it's not accessible to people, which I completely understand, I think that we should help try and find people ways to get it. Right. I mean, and ways that people that can't afford it should have access to it as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's like you've got access to free condoms pretty much. Any, mm-hmm. any gay bar has a big you know, <clears throat> container of condoms. You know, we should be able to, not that you're going to, you know, reach into a bin and get a bunch of Truvada, but, you know, it, it, it should be accessible. Yeah. I highly recommend this podcast. I'll repost it on ours because it goes into great detail about the, his, his story and his frustration about creating this and why it's not available to everybody, particularly lower income African-Americans and Latinos who are at the highest of risk. Mm-hmm. He did say, though, there's a generic company that will come out with Gilead said in 2020 with a cheaper version of it. And Gilead is going to donate uh, free Truvada to 200,000 people. But according to the doctor, Grant, that it's, it won't be enough. And, well, as, and they're doing it because they're coming out with a newer drug that everybody will end up wanting that's, uh, I don't wow. know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a newer one that they're going to... People that are on Truvada, they're going to switch them over to this other one, and it gets very technical. And well, they have another one out called Discovi, which that's, is that's what I was. That's yeah. the name. They, yeah. they they have another. It's already out. It's Discovi, okay. and it it works very much like the Truvada does, but there are less issues with side with effects, kidney issues, and and that type of the kidney, kidney and bone issues. So, but super expensive. Of course, super expensive, but. There's something else you can do, too. If you go to the Gilead, if you're taking PrEP or you're HIV positive and you're taking any of these meds, you can go to uh, the Gilead website, and they do have a co-payment. Oh, um, something that you can sign up for. You can sign up mm-hmm. for so that if you have, ins- but you have to have insurance, unfortunately. So whatever your copay is, 
um, they will they will lower your co they will pay a portion of your copay so that you only wind up paying like thirty or thirty five bucks or something like that. So what they do is they create a discount card for right. if you sign up for it, and then they base it off of. I think it's it's kind of somewhat of a sliding scale type of setup. You have to ask, but you have a few to provide them but... with your income and like certain personal information, mm-hmm. and then when you sign up for it. They will send you a, a card. Voucher yes. Or- right. Well, you, they, they give you a card, and it's got like a, it's kind of like your insurance. It has a BIN number mm-hmm. on it. And, and okay. it expires. I mean, it's not yeah, forever, but. But, but it, you know, but you can, and most of the medications, as I think some of the other HIV medications, um, you know, the people are taking for HIV. Um, also provide that. You know, they have different, uh, they, they have these copays because even with insurance, I mean, I think you know, if you were to buy it straight out from, you know, un- undiscounted anything, it's going to cost you probably two, two to three grand a month. What yeah. about you programs know? like here in New York City, Callum Lord mm-hmm. uh, or the Gay and Lesbian Center? Do you guys know anything about if you were to go there, do they, can you get on a program to get on PrEP? I think so, yes. I believe, I know that Kellen Lord has one, and it's somewhat of a lengthy process, uh, but I do believe that that is something that is in effect. Okay, yeah. yeah. And other cities, I'm sure, around the country Mm -hmm. that, again, everybody is probably not able to get on it. There's Mm -hmm. probably limited supply, but another way to maybe check with your local communities, uh, places like ours is called Callum Lord, but mm-hmm. you know, if you have a center, an LGBT center, if it, nothing else, they could probably point you in the right direction, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. give you more advice. Uh, the way we talk a lot about PrEP and STIs on the show, and there was a story that came out by the World Health Organization who that expressed alarm the other day at the lack of progress on curbing sexually transmitted diseases, STIs as we know them, while one of its experts warned of complacency at dating apps are potentially spurring sexual activities. The UN Health Agency said in a fresh report that every day globally there were more than one million new cases of treatably treatable sexually transmitted diseases or infections. There's more than 376 million new cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, gonorrhea trichomoniasis, oh my God, I don't even know this word, trichomoniasis, <laughs> totally butchered that, and syphilis, hopefully we don't get that, registered around the world in 2016, the latest year for which is data is available. And so they go on to say that people are more complacent about protection adding that it was da- it's dangerous at a time when sex is becoming more accessible mm-hmm. via the dating apps. And I think this is true because, and what they really point, I'm just going to the end of the story, that is, we consider this a hidden epidemic, a silent epidemic, a dangerous epidemic. Uh, who, expert on sexually transmitted infections and author of the report, said, if left untreated, and this is the part that I think could be interesting, STIs can lead to serious and chronic conditions, including neurological and cardiovascular disease, wow. infertility, stillbirths, and increased in risk of contracting HIV, which we all know. Syphilis alone caused some 200,000 stillbirths and newborn deaths in 2016, making it one of the leading cause of baby loss globally. Uh, STIs spread mainly through unprotected sexual contact. Correct condom use was one of the most effective methods of STI transmission. The UN Health Agency, meanwhile, warned that while all bacteria STIs have until now Uh, They're easy to treat using antibiotics, drug drug shortages, and growing antimicrobial resistance were threatening those treatments. And I think it's good to talk about because... With We talk a lot about on this show with PrEP use on the rise and people not necessarily using condoms. And we talked recently about somebody that wrote in to us that their their boyfriend had to go treat an STI three times in this current year, mm-hmm. the same one. And when they're... When you're you're more prone to these, you and are, there's certain strains that at some point may not may be resistant. They can become, resi- they can become resistant. And yes, it's an but whole- you know, with yes, there's statistics out there, but the truth is, people are going to fuck. Yeah, and generally speaking, men don't like to wear condoms. Generally speaking, so you know, people are going to fuck. People are going to fuck raw. You know. Um, because the, the threat of death 
by fucking has decreased rapidly. You know, so people aren't. That's kind of the mindset, unfortunately. You know? You're saying the worry is just not there. The worry so is this exactly. Would not, this would not really the worry is not, the worry of death is not there. It will, it which should. is a good thing. But this is a side effect of that. It should worry people, though, if we do get to a point where resistance, mm-hmm. antibiotic resistance towards STIs isn't working right. anymore. Yeah. With this it's, increased, that's a, that's a big deal. Well, but the, and syphilis the other, and gonorrhea that are, that, uh, that there are ver- the strains of syphilis and gonorrhea that are not treatable by antibiotics. You know, they're true. they're completely they're resistant. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know all the details. I'm not a physician, so and or an epidemiologist, so I don't I can't tell you all of the specifics. I think we talked about it on another show. I think yeah. one of the things you can do though is just get what we were trying to come up with a campaign potentially of people getting STI checked more frequently, even then you may, may get checked if you're on prep because so many of these STIs are, are unnoticeable. Yeah. You just, and like we were saying on, on, on a later, uh, former episode, it would be great if it was created that you could do at home tests. Like, so for example, with prep, you do get tested every three months, but say you are sexually active, more one month than another in that three month period before you're going back to your doctor to get tested, it would be great if any of us were able to do at right. home tests or just some a quick test that isn't an HIV test necessarily, but to test chlamydia or a swab or something that you yeah. could have at home. Well, I mean, even if, even if you had, you know, even if there was like a Saturday night kit where you could, you know, you could put some something What's in it your got mouth. A cocktail in there too. Yeah. yeah, a Saturday night kit, whatever, so that you could put something in your mouth, like a thermometer, put it, leave it in for a yeah. couple of minutes, and you know, take it out and say, "Yep, I'm clean of all diseases. And, I can go out and fuck." Tonight. And it would be nice you know, to know. Or at no, least something's. I shouldn't go out and fuck. Yeah, tonight. that's <laughs> the problem. It, is it would be nice to know and, and be informed, right? And that would help. The but, other thing is, we had Grant, uh, HIV um, activist, but educator. Right. What's Grant's last name? Roth? Grant Roth. Grant Roth, thank you. Yes. yes. We won't say his nickname because we will get in trouble for it. No, that's just what I call him. Okay, or what we call it. him. So. Um, he's an educator. He was on our show. He emphasized, which so many physicians don't do, is swabbing. Not only the right. anal area, but the mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think... I've gotten tested before where they don't do that. And I think if you know, particularly you like to suck cock a lot, mm-hmm. then it's probably more important to swab. It definitely is, your, yeah. Well, if you like to eat ass and suck cock, then I both do. your ass I and get, your mouth. Yeah, I get, I get yeah. both every time I get tested. Yeah, But see, so many places that you go to don't test for that. Now, I guess if you had your blood checked, it's going to show... Yeah. Well, yes and no. It depends. I mean, if you have a very, very recent infection, like the night before, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be in your bloodstream. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, but it's it's important to do all of it. Do the blood work. Yeah, I've, I think do the antibodies the don't show if it's a certain time period. So if it's too soon, uh, when you do the swab, it won't show. The but more reason to have these swabs. Yes, exactly. That right. hopefully will come out that you could do at home in those in between times that you don't see your we doctor. We need just somebody smart to create it. Like I wish that it was a thing. I felt like we read about this, and this is on this way. Because I, I had be- I had heard something from from um, some birdie. some doctor <laughs> friends of ours uh, that you know they were looking at something of like the I think they called it the P Town kit or something like that. I like that. So on your way home from P Town, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> But at least what those, happens in P-Town stays well, in P-Town. they have a Z-Pack already, but... <laughs> well, because, I mean, I saw Dr. Goldstein, who's been on our show several times, and he swabbed my butt, and just, he's like, well, I'm, while I'm down here, I'm like, well, also while you're down there, because you, he's very handsome, but no, he's, he's a legitimate... <laughs> Ew, he was my, being professional. That was my fantasy. I can have my fantasy. I know, a doctor but fantasy. he swabbed down there, but... Did he use his whole hand? It wasn't enough, <laughs> but he tested and it was good, but he didn't do the mouth. And so of course I should have that checked as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The importance of both of those, but you can go to a lot of these clinics and they don't do both of those. Yeah. And grant, you got to tell them, say, you know, in, in, unfortunately with managed care, as they call these health insurances. Now you have to manage your own care. You I do. Have a, you I know? have a funny hot mess story. So once I went and did, 
she gave me two swab kits and one was for oral and one was for anal. Right. And for some reason, the package of one of them said a penile swab. And so I did it in my penis. What do you it mean? hurt so bad. Oh God, you're scaring me right now. Oh. And I, she gave me the wrong swab. It, oh, so, but it's well, still, that's, that's it how still they used works. To, that's how they used to check for gonorrhea. It still works but. though, because they, it's the same type of swab kit. Oh, so right. it's a it, similar packaging. It's a mucus but the membrane. one that she gave me was the wrong packaging. Like, as in, it, it, oh. it can be used you for testing. You got me so scared. I was thinking you it hurt so bad. put it in the slit of your I penis. I did. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, God, don't tell me that. Because I, I did, I don't and know, she I'm said, cringing, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you. Well, that, that used to be how they tested for gonorrhea. They, but I think they've got new tests now for that. So they can, they can do a blood test. So or yeah, a swap so that test, was a dumb moment, and I just I it was killing me for like Ooh, the God, rest okay, of the next yeah. few days, and I was just ow. like, "Fuck, yeah, ow!" That's a oh, whole so fetish too, though. It is that sounds sounds yeah. I don't I, so, I don't know that we'll ever be able to talk about. He's it. cringing. His hand is up over his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm back in grade school and sex Quit ed class, and I'm turning blue. And I, yeah, let's change the subject here. Why to, we're not talking about vagina? Okay, that's true. That was like, I know we couldn't stop talking about it the other day on our after show on Patreon. Um, one thing, Jeremy and I were talking the other day about guys that spend the night and we were laughing because recently a guy had spent the night at my place. Oh Lord. And sex was all good. We'll go into some of the things, Yeah, but he, he, we ended the, the morning and I guess he had to go do something. He was here in town and he had his clothes and he was neatly folding them up and he asked if he could borrow a t-shirt and something. And I said, oh, sure. And he said, well, maybe I could. So maybe later you're free. And I said, oh, maybe. But I have some plans with my friends. I'm not sure. Let's exchange numbers and you can text me because I'm thinking, don't book me up. Yeah. And, and bitch, so, you already got it last night. So he asked to borrow. <laughs> he asked to borrow something so i lent um knowing that i picked the things and i'm currently spring cleaning <laughs> so i picked stuff that i could get rid of this and i could get like rid of that he, so he's and thinking, not worry about yeah, it bitch i'm never gonna see this again so he's it doesn't matter his street clothes and putting them in a neat pile on it on my dresser and i'm thinking oh don't you want to are you exchanging those? these and he <laughs> says oh i'll just right. figure i'll get them later like He's decided we're going to see each other yeah, later. No. And I said, oh, no, that is such a ploy, though. It to, is. And, it, and I said, oh, you know what? I could get you a bag. And yeah. I, found, find, I found an eagle bag or something <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, you I left Jeremy that. over. And I said, why don't we put them in? Because I just don't know what I'm doing later. I don't like that manipulation. No, no I don't either. And someone's left. Oh. Uh, an, I was telling him my story when he told me that. And I was laughing. I said that somebody left... Uh, a watch, and I'm just like, and I knew that it was intentional, yeah. And so I left. He left it there, and texted quickly after, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I left it there. What are you doing? Like, t- like not tomorrow. It wasn't the next day, but it was like two or three days later, right? And of course, I noticed it the second he left, and I was just like, I left it there and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then. He's like, oh, well, do you want to get together or whatever? And I was like, well, I'm really busy this week. I'm going out of town this weekend to see my family. And I was like, so you can go get it from my roommate. And I texted him my address and my mm-hmm. roommate Your gave it to like, him. thanks. I know. Yeah, great. I know. Now I got to deal with your old tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and so he gave it to him and I was just like, no, I hate that type of manipulative, like, right. oh, it's, it's going to organize the next meeting of us, which is, I'm not... I'm not a rude person. Like I will be direct and say like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm dating other people or I think that it would be great if we're friends and I'm not going to beat around the bush, but Mm -hmm. I also don't like the type that are just like, they're kind of like sly with the way that they do it. And it's a little slimy. It's It's weaselly. Yeah. It's slimy. And I just don't like, it's It's not sexy. It's weaselly. Yeah. And you just know how that's going to go. If you were to ever date that person, Mm -hmm. jeez, Wow. I'm so crazy though. I never assume anything. The guy that I've talked about in San Francisco, even after knew him in the nineties, reconnected with him. Some, I'm talking on the third time we reconnected when I was back home in San Francisco. 
I knew that I, I thought I was probably going to spend the night, but I didn't even assume and I didn't even bring a toothbrush or anything because I didn't want to walk in with a bag. Like, right. Yeah. And like, he's like, we're spending the night. Right. And I said, oh, yeah. OK, sure. Well, I'll surprised. And, I do the same I'm, thing. Yeah. But he, he and I know each other really yeah. well. And I don't even assume even on that level, much yeah. less a one nighter. I know. And you just like met. What the fuck? Yeah, and you're we, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna come back tonight. No, bitch, I have shit to so do. So always have that a bag handy somewhere, stuff that you can hand. Or them. better yeah. yet, if you're going to entertain, entertain, yes, you know, have a spare toothbrush or two around. You know, when when you go to see your dentist and they give you those, you know. They give you a little toothbrush and toothpaste. Yeah. I mean, you should use an electric one anyway. So you can hand those out I to, need your, to, get one of those. to your tricks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those can be your trick brushes. It's true. And I also think, like, uh, I, I think if you really like someone, you should, at least I've tried to practice this. If I've met someone for the first time and then I went home with them mm-hmm. or it was the first time that I met them and I really want to see them again, I still give it a few days because when somebody misses you and thinks about you... Mm-hmm. The second time is even better. So, like, really, if you slipped over the night before and woke up at uh, that person's spoken apartment, like a true man, you don't need you don't need to <laughs> be there the second night in a row. <laughs> Give yeah. a couple of days. I mean, that's what I feel. <laughs> I agree. I just think it's very assuming to it is leave no, your it, clothes like that. It is, yeah, it is assuming to do that. And let's you know. just say this one was lucky that he took his clothes with him because he wasn't getting the next round. <laughs> yeah, and think, and I, I loved how I just picked clothes that, since I am spring cleaning anyway, yeah. I thought I could, you know, here, yeah. take this, here, take that. I did that with a guy. I gave him, like, a, a pair of underwear, and I was just like, oh, I don't need them. Bye. <laughs> and, he, and he wore them on his head for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, this has been great. Uh, happy Pride Month again. Check happy out our Pride blog. Month. Go to Tags Podcast, and we give you a lot of suggestions on last week's episode of ways to celebrate Pride. There's so much on TV, Pose starting. I think, Carpenter, you were talking about Tales, Tales of, of the, the City, City, which is on Netflix now. Yep. Such a great... There's there's a book, uh, Queer Here and There. Queer here and, and everywhere, everywhere that Jeremy is recommending. I'm almost done. It's really good. I'm reading a book right now, Raised by the Bar. We're going to have him on the show, plus some other films, that uh, The Lavender Scare, that you can see soon. Check that out. And remember, we are live Wednesday, June 26th for World Pride. If you're in New York City, though, send me an email, steve at talkaboutgaysex.com. We'd love to meet you and celebrate for our live broadcast on that day. And I think that's it. Um, In the meantime, meantime, continue continue having hot hot gay gay sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.